information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant with Bob Slider behind the board. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. We're not just singing a sunshine song today. We're giving you sunshine. Sunshine, blue skies, temperatures in the low 70s today. Working their way up into the mid and eventually upper 70s all throughout the week. Sunny is the word of the next really seven or eight days. Love that. 59 degrees right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, and 58 everywhere else. 58 at the Highlands, 58 in uh, Elm Grove, and 58 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Oh, Bob. Oh, man. Our uh, friend David Croft just sent me a picture of the Greenbrier Buffet. That even just sounds delicious. Howard. Oh, man. Oh, man. I am a cabus here. Let's see, Howard. Doesn't that look good? It looks like food in bowls. Lots and Spread. lots. It's like the old China, the old AC Chinese <laughs> no, buffet no, I, on National Road, you, straight me, from the creek. Let me tell. Uh, let me tell the governor the gentry to think of his food down there. At the Green I didn't Bridge. say they tasted that way. I said it's what it looks like. Oh man! They probably have salmon that sits out for like Caviar. three, four weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it was that painted tilapia. <laughs> no oh. ketchup. The gray poupon. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, all right. I'm, I suspect then probably I'll be eating at the Greenbrier Buffet at some point when I'm have down Have you gone there. to the West Buffet yet? I have not. Actually, maybe this weekend. I'm yeah, sure. it looks pretty good. It looks excellent. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the, the, uh, it's Stratford, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stratford uh, Springs. Stratford right. Springs. Yeah. Now they do a Sunday buffet. Um, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that Sunday brunch. Yep, yeah, Sunday brunch, if yep. you will. Uh, on the patio, now they say if it's too cool, they're also doing it indoors. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've, We've talked about multiple weeks a lot of it has to do with my preaching schedule. Well, sure, when you're going to Dillonvale, and, and it's sometimes tough. I don't, you know, I don't get back and, you know. Was it last week that you posted pictures of your feast from up there? Yeah, you had well, like six plates around you, 12 hey, desserts? listen, I'm going to tell you one thing about the fine folks at Dillonvale. They love family fellowship. They yeah. love it. We And it's always a covered dish. It's people, mm-hmm. people bring things. It's what you would expect from a church. Yeah. And I love it. You know, it's it's noodle casserole. Right. It's meatloaf last week. And just the kind of stuff you expect from Unfortunately, up in Dillonvale last week, when I pulled up there, uh, someone broke into the building. Yeah, I saw you posted that. Uh, yeah, who through. breaks into a church? Uh, yes, you know, you know a, maybe they thought Meatloaf was in there. Yeah, they, they, they may have thought, maybe they thought the family fellowship. I mean, was is that really there. where we're at? You know, it's one thing—not that any of us agree with what happened in Philadelphia the last couple nights—but you know, it's one thing when you have these big mobs. But you know, there's like a special place down below for people who break into churches and desecrate. You know, I, I think I, mean, I agree, it's just, and I don't even understand in a small community like Dillonvale, I don't want to phrase this so I don't get in trouble. I suppose you break into the cathedral, you might think there's something of value in mm-hmm. there, okay? It's a very, you know, you might think there's gold. But, but whatever, right. Yeah. What do, uh, there are 18 or 20 members in the congregation every week. If they each put $10 in, there's 200 bucks, well, and, there's, you know, and there's none there. But I mean, let's be there, honest, when you're, when you're uh, you know, 
I don't know this personally, but you know, I mean, what have, what have we seen over the last five, 10 years when you're under the, you know, deep under the influence of addiction and, you know, and deep into addiction, these things, yeah, you know, you're, you're I, grasping for straws wherever you can, I guess. I, I don't know that there was addiction in terms of drugs, but we do know uh, somebody had thrown up. Uh, one of the, the folks who broke in also threw up. Oh. So that was part of the cleanup effort. But it, that, what that tells me is they probably just some drunk kids out yeah, playing around. But still, I mean, that, that's... Yeah, the, oh, front, well. the front glass door was broken. The side wooden door was, uh, was jimmy. It looked like somebody taking a screw, you know. And again, I just, I just wonder, what do you think you're going to find inside a small rural church in Dillonvale, Ohio? Heck, I don't want to say this because it's in my... You might look at my church, Vance Church, and mm -hmm. say, well, there might be something of it. Sure. What are you expecting? But anyway, the congregation, and that's what's so great about these folks up there. By the time I got there, everybody was out there with brooms and mops, and they were sweeping and cleaning and, you know. Um, and then, did you uh, help or did you supervise? Well, I, I'm, I was the pastor. I he was, was looking for the meatloaf. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> he started on lunch early. <laughs> I, I do. I'm going to go down here to the rectory and uh, <laughs> sample everything. Nine thirteen, Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here. John, did you hear the story? Diane Feinstein just died. No, I didn't see that. Uh, I only have a short story here. Let me share really? this with you. Diane Feinstein. Uh, headline is Senate Trailblazer and California Crusader, ninety years old. Uh, I'll just read from ABC no, News. I, I see it right here. Yeah. Diane Feinstein, who became California's first female senator, went on to serve six terms, the longest of any woman in Senate history and whose political career was forever changed by the assassination of two colleagues, has died. Over three decades in the Senate, uh, Feinstein transformed from a barrier-breaking member of her party's liberal vanguard, championing, championing the legalization of same-sex marriage and a ban on assault-style rifles, to one of Washington's most establishment members, esteemed by lawmakers on both sides. But, and this is the sad thing, in her final years, her work on Capitol Hill had begun to be overshadowed by concern about her mental and physical health. Yeah. And um, I was telling Bob, I, I, you know, I was calling for her to resign. I just felt that she, she needed to get out. I mean, she was clearly not in possession of her full faculties in a couple of yeah. hearings and so on. Um, and I'm thinking about this is, you know, we've, we talk a lot, John and Bob, about you know, whether it's Biden or Trump or anybody else, you know, do we, should we ask for people to, re, should we set an age limit? Mm -hmm. And I don't know that the age limit is necessary, but it's really sad to see someone who once upon a time was such a powerful senator. Sure. And, and then to dwindle down to being not even a shadow of herself, just to being almost nothing. And, and, and that's great, Howard, and I think you were right. But I think I'm also right because my initial thought is she stuck around too long. Well, that's my point. Well, yeah, that, yeah that's that, exactly That, that is point. my point. Right, yeah. And my point is, the sad thing is, by the end, she was, I don't want to say pathetic, but in the end, people were feeling sorry for mm -hmm. her. That's not the way mm -hmm. you want to go out. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're right, Bob. I, she stuck around, and I think there's value in I'm contrasting it in my head with, with Senator Byrd. I don't think Senator Byrd was pitied as much in his final uh, days. Well, no. He was more. He wasn't. I think his, his mind remained sharp. Now his body had started to decline. And, you know, and, and let's be honest. When did he die? 2009-ish around there. there. You know, um, even if he had declined precipitously by then, you know, the, the media environment, the political environment was, was such that— 
it could have been, I don't, I don't want to say covered up, but it could have been downplayed a little more. You know, um, nowadays, you know, in this just hyper-partisan division we find ourselves in, you know, both sides are looking for any angle with no shame whatsoever. I mean, this is a sad story in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you're looking at someone, and I'm just reading through her, her history, you know, didn't realize, you know, and remember the movie, you know, uh, with Sean Penn about Harvey Milk, but didn't realize yeah. she was the, who found Harvey Milk's body after he was shot I and didn't killed. Realize it yeah, and, uh, you know, she's been in politics since 1969, a long time, you know, 54 years, mayor of San Francisco uh, and, and on the board of supervisors there, then in the Senate for three, you know, four decades, actually. But, uh, you know, in, um, you know, you look at that and you think, you know, how can we, whether you liked her politics or didn't, you know, where's the respect? And, you know, we're not going to hear much of that. I, I worry that this is going to be one of these rallying cries, much like we see with the president, much like we see with other things, where um, instead of people having, you know, respect and dignity for what she did for they're gonna remember know, all these the, years, they're going to remember the end. John, that, you just uh, taught me a couple things there. So she got her start in San Francisco yeah. politics. She was there the day Harvey Milk and the, uh, and the mayor, mayor at that time, was, yeah, shot was shot and, and killed. killed. I yeah. had no idea. I did not. I just really just read that and realized that. And I, I think, Bob, your point is really well made. And we've had this conversation. I, 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 I am reticent to say we need to put age limits on politicians. But there are 90-year-olds, and then there are 90-year-olds. Or there are 80-year-olds, and then there are 80-year-olds. Right. And my the thing about Dianne Feinstein now, dead at the age of 90, you've just joined us, is that, she, to use your phrase, Bob, she stayed around too long. And so now, instead of the first thing being thought about as we hear her passing, uh, people are not going to, first of all, say what a great senator she was and all the good things she did. The first thing, including me, when I heard this, the first thing everybody's going to say is, man, she was pretty pathetic there at the end. And I bet we didn't hear it here in West Virginia, but I bet the same talk was about Robert Byrd throughout the country. It well, could be. It, maybe a little bit, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but you know, you're hearing it now about Mitch McConnell. You know, he has his moments where yeah. he just freezes up in front of the microphone, you know, and no matter what the reasons are, you know, he's in his 80s, you know, and, and it's... These are challenging issues, you know, and it really does come back, in my mind, in a lot of ways that, you know, what, when did we get to the point where we wanted lifetime politicians? You know, they're really, that was never the way this well, the country The short answer is a, longer, a long time ago, You're right. You're, you're exactly right. It's been going on a long time, but there, there needs to be some, you know, just some common sense injected at some point and say, you know, as a senator, you get two terms, three terms, whatever, that's 18 years. You know, House member, maybe you get six terms. Everybody, you know... Uh, I don't want to get into that, but you know, it's sad to see with with Senator Feinstein and uh, and and you know, hope her you know, family is you know can deal with all this. But it does you know, Cal- you know Gavin Newsom now has a an important pick for someone to yeah. replace her, and uh, particularly given his uh, political aspirations, and you yeah, know, he's he is a uh, you know yes he's a he's a Democrat mayor in California or governor of California. He's a pretty smart guy. When you listen to him, I mean, he yep. you know I may not agree with many of his positions, but you listen to him, and he's uh, you know he's not he articulates himself. He, he does. Well. He's very he's very smart. Uh, Nine twenty here. So Diane Feinstein, if you just got it, dead at the age of ninety. ABC will have more about this throughout the day today. All of your news stations will. The Intel, I'm sure, will have yep. a piece about it, etc. Nine twenty in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here with me, the newspaper editor for our local newspapers, and many others as well. Never know where John's going to be. 
You traveling much these days? You haven't been traveling? Um, no, not not too much lately. We've got a lot going on. Uh, we do have a short trip coming up uh, next month over just into Virginia, but uh, get to actually tour Amazon's new headquarters, which oh, is that'd be cool. cool. Yeah, that'd get to cool. go go to an event over there. All right, that'd in, be cool. Uh, Arlington. Well, we've got a number of local stories worth talking about. We'll do that in our Friday roundtable. That's coming up next here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Last talk line on Metro News, Attorney Tony Magistro on the $141 million in attorney's fees paid to attorneys and law firms who handled that big opioid settlement case in West Virginia. This was the most complex and sophisticated litigation in the history of the U.S. civil justice system. Um, we litigated in the state court, the federal courts, federal bankruptcy court. Uh, this case was a big case. And it was a big case because of a big problem. Talk line, weekdays at 10.06 on this Metro News station. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. Life is full of uncertainties, but with Fronapple Merca Insurance, you can be prepared for whatever comes your way. We work with multiple top-rated insurance providers, ensuring you get the best coverage at the best price. Auto, home, life, health, or business, you name it, we've got you covered. Fronapple Merca Insurance is committed to protecting what matters most to you, so you can have the peace of mind. We are proud to serve Marshall County and the entire Ohio Valley. Front Apple Work Insurance, your trusted insurance partner. Find us online at www.myfbins.com. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Weekends are made for sports, and Saturday mornings are all sports here on the Watchdog, West Virginia Football Scoreboard, Ohio Sports Magazine, the good old boys on sports, with Bear and Bob at 8 with your calls, and complete coverage of the NFL, college, and local high school action on the Paul Harris Law Office Sports Huddle from 9 to noon. Saturday morning sports. From the Ohio Valley's leader in live and local sports coverage, The Watchdog. The Watchdog. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. And the days turn to gold. September No 
these few I didn't know there were that many September songs, Bob. I didn't There's a bunch of them. Uh, you, clearly, you have found them all. 924, 24 after the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show. A couple of quick uh, items off the Frio Stack auction service text line. Uh, I'm not going to read. The fact that you, texter or anybody else, that you state something about Joe Biden that has no fact behind it does not suddenly make it a fact. Well, Howard, you don't seem to want to talk about the fact of, and I'm not even going to read it here, because there is no fact about that. <laughs> I don't know if you watched any of the hearings yesterday, the beginning of the impeachment hearings. The witnesses the Republicans called themselves all said, you know, there really isn't anything here for us to work with yet. I mean, it's just it's just crazy. But I love the way these texts, they, you know, if you I guess you, it's, people think if they say it and say it strongly enough, it will suddenly become true. Uh, here's another one. God, they're crazies around here. Uh, this pit's going to get filled, Bob. Before, I may have to dig a second pit for these people. Uh, many of the insurrectionists were FBI. God help us. Here's Alan from Neffs. Alan, hopefully, come on, help me out here, pal. Free stack, Ox Service text line. Oh, this has to be has to do with the security at the Capitol Theater that I got pissed off about last week having to be wanded. Next thing, you'll get checked going into church. Wait, how many church killings have we had? An aggravation I have, says Alan, going through security is some... Oh, you know, he's, he's not allowed to eat. No, I will send him to the pit. Uh, the aggravation I have, Howard, going through security is some unprepared old geezer ahead of me who's not ready for the exam, stopping the line behind him. Hint, hint. <laughs> Gee, many Christmas. Everybody's after me here. It is feisty Friday. Huh? Man, a lot of fighting, you know. Hey, we don't do steam release here. That's the <laughs> other guy. That's Hoppy. This is a, but that's okay. Thank you all for your text. John, um, couple of stories, I guess, would be headline stories of the week this week on our Friday roundtable. Um, my wife and I were going for pie at Perkins the other night. We didn't get in. Oh, really? So you were there right after? Oh, the we were shooting? there. We're, yeah, we're, we're literally, we're going to get pie and coffee. We had an hour to kill. And I said, well, let's just go get some pie and coffee. And we drive down and uh, we see some flashing lights. Uh, and then I see that the flashing lights are blocking the entrance to Perkins so we can't get in. And then I see that they're all over the place. And then I, because I am a good newsman, I turned on the scanner in my car and discovered there were shots fired in the Perkins parking lot. It was kind of an interesting story. You didn't uh, start live tweeting or anything? I did not start no. live tweeting, no. Yeah, so uh, Robert Paul Thompson, I want to make sure I got his name right, 18-year-old young man. Uh, you know, we don't know a whole lot yet. Um, they were, he was essentially or apparently, according to police, in a car, um, pulled into the Perkins parking lot. I would have to assume some type of an argument ensued, got out and started firing shots at the car that dropped him off. And then, you know, and the narrative from Wheeling Police is interesting because then he said, well, he, he next ran through the Wheeling Tunnel. Well, the Wheeling Tunnel is not very close to Perkins. Yeah. You know, so I would have to assume he went down like, uh, you know, the back way through. Well, or, he could, have, or he could have gone up the ramp. He got, could have gone up the could ramp. Could have gone up the where ramp. The high, where the homeless sit. I mean, True. he's going the wrong way, but he could have gone up that ramp could, and gone Could have gone, gone that there. way. Or he could have gone down, you know, on Bow Street on the back end there and, and got uh, got up on through the tunnel that way if he was trying to avoid, you know, a, a less trafficked area. Ended up at 10th Street Garage. Yeah. And, you know, police chased and arrested him shortly uh, thereafter. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, again, very much out of the ordinary. We don't normally see those businesses along National Road there. Having uh, shots fired incidents, uh, it, you know, 
just a strange story. Five uh, shell casings were yeah. found. Nine millimeter gun was the gun used and it was found on Mr. Thompson. What I find hilarious in this police report here is that Thompson says this all began with a, you know, a deal gone bad, but it wasn't a drug deal. No. It was an AirPods deal. Meeting the guy to buy some AirPods, and next thing you know, guns come out. I, I don't know that I've ever before heard about yeah. So those two hundred dollar AirPods, AirPods are now gonna, you know, he's in. It's gonna cost him some jail time. Uh, clearly, jail time. He's charged with attempted murder. Uh, police report. Uh, the detective, Detective Rayford, reported that um, Thompson admitted to trying to kill the other guy. Yeah. So it's. Uh, it's a really weird, weird story. Yeah, for certain. John, I tied this a little bit uh, into some of the other things happening in Woodsdale and then to the proposed gaming center in the old Spick and Span yeah. property. Yeah, You know, so we have this shooting. I'm not saying it was, you know, it, we had the shooting in Perkins parking lot. Uh, there have been a number of vandalisms of cars up around Edgington Lane, right. uh, Carmel Road in that area. There was a what's being called an abduction, I'm not sure it's the right word to use, but a, a guy asked a girl to get into his car mm -hmm. several weeks ago on Edgewood Street. Um, it just seems like there's an increase in activity in that Woodsdale section. And with that in mind, I'm not 100% sure that another gaming center is the smartest thing to put right there, right near schools, right near uh, churches, right near other things. Um, and I'm particularly distressed uh, that I don't know where the announcements were made that this was coming, but the administration says, well, we've received no objections. Well, who would have known to object? Right, right. Yeah, it, it's so this is the old Spick and Span property uh, right right along National Road there. And uh, is it Action Gaming, I believe? Action Gaming. Action Gaming is, uh, you know, proposing a, you know, what is essentially like a drive-through convenience store. Plus the uh, the a, 19th hole will be, it'll be serving some wings there, selling, you know, coffee, the, 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 the kind of a partnership there. And then also a poker parlor. Ten, like ten, a club. ten machines. Ten machines, right. Yeah, which is the maximum you're allowed to have in, in, in that type of space. Um Action came in, I believe, owns those machines already. They have, they're one of the license holders. Uh, yeah, I was really surprised, given all that's been, uh, you know, all that's been talked about for, for that stretch of, of National Road, which is, again, a very busy stretch. I was really kind of, uh, I don't want to say taken aback, but, but just surprised over a, what is essentially a, you know, a poker room is yeah. going to go in with, a, you know, just a small little, you know, but there's one in Bethlehem that's kind of the same thing, you know, just a little drive-through um, so, you know, uh, I think there needs to be a better explanation by the administration as to exactly when notification was made. Uh, I mean, you sit on the planning commission, did you? No, we didn't hear a word about didn't it. Didn't hear no. a word about it. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, this is part of the, uh, back in, geez, I want to say the eighties, you know, council decided that they felt that they were trying to avoid literally the conversation was, we don't want to be like Weirton. Weirton had sure. gaming all parlors down all, the, all, all the down the strip, right. So they put into effect regulations preventing too many parlors right. so you couldn't be near schools or churches and so on but also couldn't be near other lvl mm -hmm. parlors and mm -hmm. so on but they gave to themselves the ability to exempt that rule if it's quote economic development and numerous times over the years they have done that mm -hmm. well okay we're gonna let you in there even though sure, you don't meet sure. the guidelines um that bothers me how this got to the development committee without anybody know without any significant public awareness uh, concerns me. 
and there didn't seem to be much debate, uh, according to the story that I read from your newspaper. Right. There didn't seem to be much debate about it. Uh, Brenda Delbert, who's the new planning administrator, she said, she admitted in her own words, she said, well, it's pretty much close to everything. Everything you're not supposed to be. Yeah. It's, she said it's close to residential, well, churches, you've got, schools, you've got, you've got and other right behind, you got Wheeling Country Days right behind it. Right. And, and that's close because the, the, there's a the bridge that goes through right. West Banco. It's not – it's close. It's very right. close. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not as close, but, you know, Vance Church is up the road. There's the other church um, – with the big brick wall, I can't think of the name oh, of it. Oh, uh, High Valley Christian Center, yeah, I think down, it was, yeah. Down the road. Yeah. Uh, uh, TJ's is right basically across the street, and TJ has, has poker, has poker, poker machines. There. He should be 19th protected Nineteenth hole, do that. they have them there? I assume they do. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know. For, for a fact. But, I mean, so the process bothers me. How did it get there? How I mean, did Lindsley's it, right across the street? Lins, it just, it, yeah. it just and, and then, the, so the process, first of all, of did it was it properly vetted and it really... I know I, they said, well, there were no objections, but whatever was made to, to give people a chance to object. I talked to a, a lot when I was on my investigative run through Perkins <laughs> <laughs> the other night. I also stopped some people in Woodsdale as I was talking to them uh, about this. And uh, some folks in Woodsdale were really upset because they said, where did it come from? Yeah. So the process bothers me. I don't think it's the best place for it now. One of the things I've often said as a planning commissioner is if it's properly zoned, it's not our job to determine whether no, it's a it's good not. or bad business. No, it's not. You're correct. But that is a prime piece of property. It seems to me something else could be there. And I look at the sizing of it. You know, one of the things that we on the planning commission have looked at over the years is putting too small a piece of property on too big a lot. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know what size this building is going to be, but Brenda Delbert said it would be small enough that it may not even require planning commission approval for a site plan. Really? Which means it's going to be very small. Right. Um, it's not a gigantic lot, but it's no. a big enough, big no. lot. You you know, so is it going to be, I, I, I don't know. The whole thing just bothers me. Yeah. I think, I think the, the, the worrisome part as well is it's not been all that long ago that a different part of Woodsdale, or you want to call it Leatherwood, whatever. But, you know, that same general vicinity, you know, the the, the residents rose up in strong opposition to a bank, you know, mm. and at, at the old, uh, uh, the, the old, yeah, Edgewood Lutheran, Edgewood. wasn't it? Yeah, and, you know, and really got, uh, you know, worked into a lather over, over that and got it stopped. And, um, you know, so it's surprised now i understand that's a little more in right in the midst of a residential area right at the top of a street uh, or you know of a neighborhood but it's you know and it's an engaged neighborhood it, it very much is yes. yeah that 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 is there and, and this they, is a little less you know little less residential over there and they certainly let their feelings known they didn't want that big whatever they were going to do on top of the hill they didn't want that sure. either and it never happened yeah it was a gcmp development i think there with uh, kevin coin yeah right so, anyways, that but I, I couldn't help but reflect on that with the Perkins shooting. I don't. It's not directly tied to it, mm -hmm. but you got the shooting at Perkins. You have the vandalism of some cars has become a pattern apparently in part of Woodsdale. You had that. Uh, it's an incident, not a trend, but that abduction. The concerned Woodsdale residents. I just don't know that the gaming center uh, is is the smartest thing there, and I certainly wish. The development committee, and I think this goes to council, though. It does, sure. Uh, and I hope there is some further discussion about this at council. The only the only comment I heard uh, from the development committee was Jerry Sklavanakis, who raised legitimately some questions about traffic, although I would put that down on the list of concerns, but it's a le mm -hmm. legitimate concern. And that is his ward. Right. So, you know, um, I, I'm, I would assume since that meeting he's probably fielded 
some calls from residents. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to see where this goes. Uh, it, it would have been nice to see a more thoughtful approach with that property and the old Hardy's property kind of butting right. up against each right. other and, right. and doing something that, uh, that has some impact. But again, you know, hey, it's easy for me and for you and for everyone else to say that when we're not putting any, any skin money into the yeah, game. Yeah, again, you know, and so I, I, I have always argued that it is not the, if the zoning is proper, it is not our job the city's job to determine what business is a good business or a bad business. But and I, the zoning is proper for this, And correct? the zoning is yes. proper for this. Going back to the church. Yeah, that was a zone change. It was, it was imp- that was not the right zone. Right. We've had to have a zone change. Right. And if I may say so myself, I voted against it, and I was right. What I said was, this is not the right place for it, but you will find a properly zoned and place. And they did. And they did, they did. in sure, the old Amer- Asian building. All right, yep. way behind time, 937-23 to the hour. I want to get into a Roxby. Uh, among other things coming up. Good Friday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this September the 29th. Bishop Jeffrey Monforton is leaving the Catholic Diocese of Steubenville immediately to become an auxiliary bishop in the Archdiocese of Detroit. Stepping in to become the leader of the Steubenville Diocese is Bishop Emeritus Paul Bradley, whose title will be Apostolic Administrator. There was a brief news conference held yesterday, and all those details can be found at WTRF.com. And an 18-year-old Wheeling man is behind bars this morning after he was charged with attempted murder and armed robbery. The incident occurred just before 5.30 p.m. on Wednesday in the Perkins parking lot. Police say Robert Paul Thompson got out of the car and fired shots at the car as it was driving away. Thompson then ran through the Wheeling Tunnel and was arrested near the 10th Street parking garage. Police say they found a gun on Thompson. He was arraigned yesterday by an Ohio County magistrate who set bond at $100,000. He is currently in the Northern Regional Jail. Over to Ohio now. We just checked and authorities are still investigating this morning after a car drove into a house in Martins Ferry. They say it happened at the intersection of Glens Run and Florence Street. The Ohio State Highway Patrol was on scene as well as other agencies. We haven't heard a report on any injuries yet, but we'll be sure to update you as soon as we learn more. So stay with 7 News for updates. And at least 31 infants were illegally abandoned in dangerous locations in the U.S. in 2021 alone, and 22 of them died. In order to combat this statistic in our area, Sierra Beaver, owner of the Marikai Hair Salon, is working to bring two safe haven baby boxes to downtown Wheeling. One will be at the new fire department headquarters, and one will be at Wheeling Island Station at 11th North Wabash Street. They're hoping to fundraise $20,000 to get the boxes up and running. That was a look at your headlines. Have a fantastic Friday and a wonderful weekend. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold in Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies.
lazy summer days are turning to time in the classroom. Meeting old friends and Friday night football. It's back to school. And we're there with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard. That was a Christmas song for a minute. The leaves of brown came tumbling down, remember? In September. Man, you found them all, didn't you, pal? <laughs> I told you there was a bunch of them. Dig deep. 9.40, of the hour. Uh, off the air, we were continuing our conversation about the gaming parlor and gaming parlors in general. And I wish we had more time to talk about that because it was an interesting conversation. But I do want to hit a couple other highlights of the week this week. Uh, the uh, head of Roxby Development uh, indicted 28 more federal charges against Jeffrey Morris. Uh, for essentially defrauding investors. Yeah, they had, uh, you know, again, uh, wire fraud, tax evasion. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this is, I, I read through the indictment. Uh, was it uh, Thursday? It came out Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. And, uh, you know, it, it's, he was, you know, essentially robbing Peter to pay Paul, according to the, uh, to the U.S. Attorney's Office. You know, he was getting money from these investors, paying credit card bills that were unrelated to Roxby Development, paying, uh, you know, uh, not paying taxes, not paying payroll taxes for his employees. You know, just a whole laundry collecting list. Collecting payroll, collecting taxes, it, but not paying but it. Not correct. Paying not it. not remitting it to the government. Um, surprisingly, at least in this round, nothing related to his COVID work. And when I asked Bill uh, Elin, surprising is maybe not the right no, word. No, no, it is. Just, it is very surprising to me. I would have thought that might be first round. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I asked Bill Elinfeld about that this week on the air, Bob, you, I think you concur with me. He was very quick to shoot that down. I mean, I said, well, I kind of implied, is that something coming? And he said, we have looked at everything, and we charged him with everything we think we can charge him with. Well, then, you know, and, and so maybe— So I'm thinking— You know, maybe Mr. Morris, that was, you know, maybe they had someone there running that who did everything by the book. I mean, there were certain things you had to do, particularly at the at the level he was doing with testing and remitting results, you know, uh, you can— I certainly would, in no manner, shape, or form, want to quarrel with Bill Elenfeld. And again, mm-hmm. he was pretty clear. Don't you think, Bob? He was pretty clear in the way he said that 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 he wasn't looking any more into COVID claims. I took it as people were asked, "Are you sure about the laboratory?" And he said, "No, no, it's all good." Yeah, you know, we we yeah, He would be it. the guy to know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, the thing that struck me, and I think you and I have talked about it, is we know from the bankruptcy filing of of Roxby that he owed six figures to a number of different medical-type facilities. I don't know what for, supplies. Equipment, testing equipment, et cetera. Uh, And uh, my incorrect inference apparently was that he had received COVID money and didn't use it to buy these things, but apparently not. Again, I thought Bill was pretty, Mr. Elenfeld, was very clear that he wasn't looking at COVID. You've known Bill Elenfeld since he was probably a little boy, haven't you? <laughs> I've known him for a long time. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, Advanced church, right? Yes, I have. <laughs> there yes, you go. I have. And I, I said yesterday, too, you know, it's interesting how I treat him differently now than when he was a state senator. When he was a state senator, I would have no qualms about reaching out to him at midnight and saying, can you be on the show? But now I go through his office, you know, I don't go oh, do directly you? to him. Um, and I, I don't... Uh, I would challenge him more when he was an elected official as opposed to uh, an appointed official. Well, <laughs> opposed to a prosecutor, just <laughs> yeah, just as a yeah. different perspective of that. Well, but anyways, uh, so Mr. Morris is looking at some significant jail time. Well, f- for certain, again, twenty-eight counts. You know, the federal the federal uh, statutes and, and guidelines are, are much different than at the state level. Um, 
you know, I, I don't, I mean, trial dates quick, November 3rd, yeah, November 14th, something like, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, just in here in the next six, eight weeks. Um, so there's not a lot of time for, you know, for his defense team to really, uh, you know, kind of get organized. Uh, you know, uh, I don't remember if there was a sentencing guideline in there and what he could be sentenced we to. We talked about that with, with Allenfeld yesterday, and um, there, are, uh, he said there were too many factors to be involved to come up with a single, yeah, a single yeah, number. because normally they throw that out there. It could be, you know, 28 to 80 years right, in prison right. or whatever. Um, but, you know, I, I'm going to assume if he would be convicted on all counts, that's a pretty significant amount of time he would spend in a federal prison. Yeah, and I would have to assume there's going to be um, – on the tax side, side of things, at least, uh, going to have to pay some back sure, taxes and 100%. fines and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it is a sad story. We talked about it last week, uh, John. Started out as sort of the savior of Wheeling. This guy was going to yeah. come. They were going to come in. This company was going to save a couple of our major, iconic buildings: Scottish Rite Cathedral and the McClure Hotel. Everybody felt they were great buildings. We had never could make them work. He was going to do it, um, and it just, it just crumbled in front of us yeah and again the only thing i will continually always go back to not in mr morris's defense because there is no defense for for the the the, what the outcome of this was but at least he never went with his hand out to the city and said i need three million dollars you know, or, or no, he went know. with his hand out to. to he to, did to investors, to and I'm not, you know, I'm not, including some. I, I, won't, I don't want to quite say little old ladies, but no, to, you're right. But, but you're, you're right for yeah. seven million dollars. You know, and and I'm not, and again, I'm, and and maybe I maybe I phrased it wrong. Allegedly, but, yes, allegedly, and maybe I just phrased it wrong. But you know, he didn't. You know, far too often over the last. You know, we see it right now, just right up here across the street from where we're sitting with with uh, the, you know, the parking garage that's being built for the Wheeling Pit Lofts, uh, you know, and when I was talking to someone the other day who said there's, there's really just nothing going on there. I know the city says, oh, no, it's a great done deal and it's going to happen on. soon. Hang but, on. you know, the public is dumping, you know, $10 million into a parking garage. Hang on, there. I'm going to check the Facebook now because uh, after your last comments there, I suspect I'll hear from the mayor. Well, and let me that's ha- all right. Let me ask okay. you this. John, did that help you form your opinion early in the game that he's not going to the city? This guy's a mover. He's no, a shaker. No, you know, I mean, I think much as Howard, you know, I, I'm a skeptical person by nature. You know, I, I'm not going to, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, Howard and in the newspaper and the TV, you know, that all oh, we promoted this guy. No, we reported on what this guy was doing. You know, we none of us can have any real insight in what's going on in his mind that if he's thinking he's going to defraud investors or if he's doing X and Y. You know, we report what's happening, um, you know. And so uh, as I looked at this, you know, much like everyone else, it's just it was always and we had a lot of discussions in the office and we did a couple of nice profile pieces on Mr. Morris over the years. And, you know, it's just too good to be true. You know, I mean, it, the numbers don't work when you look at what he paid for the McClure, which was publicly known of six plus million dollars, what he paid for the Scottish Rite building, uh, the renovations he put in, you know, and, and so it was always, you know, I'm willing to give anyone the benefit of the doubt, but I'm always going to be somewhat skeptical uh, of what anyone tells me. It's just the nature of, I think, being a, being a newsman or a newswoman is just, you know, okay, um, that's great, but, you know, we're just going to wait and see. Let me do a break. Uh, if we have time before Bob Westphal, we come back, I'd like to talk about the unusual tweet that showed yeah, up the Ohio County Schools account, but we may have, may not have time. We'll see. 13 to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Ryan, circuses without animals, in or out. 
If I wanted to see gymnastics, I would go to Cirque du Soleil. If I want to see a clown, I go to a circus. So it's as long as they have clowns. But what do you think I'll Cirque du Soleil in. stands for? I don't know. Like it's probably French for uh, circus. It's probably <laughs> French for like chicken breast sandwich. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly, weekday afternoons from three to six on this Metro News station. Millions plan for retirement online. Estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, and manage your benefits all from the comfort of your home. And give yourself the freedom to do what you want offline. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Sports Map Radio is on all night long. Tune in to get up to the minute sports coverage on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We We are the watchdog. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Summer has come and passed The innocent can never last Wake me up when September ends Wake up! Wake up! (laughs) September is ending! Today is the last day of the radio show in September, and uh, when we meet again next uh, Monday, it'll be in October. Bob Westfall waiting for the Big Seven, but uh, John, there are two quick – John McCabe here, newspaper editor on Friday Roundtable. Two quick stories. We're going to make it quick, but I want to talk about both of them sure. briefly. Uh, the week started off with a weird story uh, of the Ohio County School Board's Twitter, Twitter, Twitter account, the X account, yeah. um, being hijacked or sh- – I'm not quite sure what, but there were some – Questionable picture. Somebody called it pornographic. It, yeah, it didn't it would, quite reach that level. No, it was inappropriate for a school-based <laughs> account for right. certain. And and, um, and yeah, and and it led to the you know um, all we can we can't say a direct causation and correlation, but uh, led to the resignation of longtime schools communications uh, coordinator Gabe Wells. Um, no explanation given at the meeting other than accepting his resignation. Um, but uh, yeah, the the. The meme that was reposted was again inappropriate for a school account, but definitely you know I, I wouldn't call it pornographic. No, by but any, by but any it, it it was inappropriate yeah. and uh, clearly something that shouldn't have been going on 100%. was going on. I, it sounds to me like I don't know how this all works, but he probably had his own Twitter account open and was doing something, and somehow it it went over to the Ohio yeah. County account because he has access to that. And, and so there it went. The other story, which we have not talked about at all on this show, and you editorialized about it, and you're absolutely right, and I want to talk just briefly about that. Wetzel County Schools, No, huh? Ohio, no? Oh. no. Ohio <laughs> County Deve- Development oh, Authority yeah. Yeah. Uh, is giving some money, wants to give some money to uh, finish off the purchase of the straw parking lot right. to the community college. Right. And that's going to require an environmental study. And that's going to require digging into the ground. Yeah. And the timing of it looks like it may end up after the streetscape. Well, it, or at least, you know, there, there's a strong uh, strong push being made right now that once the sidewalks get done and they come up the other side of, of Main Street here uh, shortly thereafter, which will be quicker because they don't have the vaults and things to worry about that you do on the on the west side uh, of Main, 
that they want to pave Maine and 16th because it's just a total disaster right now. Now, so they want to get that done maybe next spring. Um, the concern, you know, that I have when I've read that story is simply if this downstream strategy is, which was hired by the High County Development Authority, comes through, starts drilling into the road and, start, you know, again, we can't, we've, we've talked about this since before this project Five, began. Yes. We can't, you know, m- allow the integrity of this streetscape project to be compromised shortly after it's done you know again five years down the road things are going to break i understand and you you can't plan for any of that but you know uh and that was my push was get it done now you know no matter what has to happen have it done now while everything while everything is still ripped up because waiting and you know if this happens a year from now or whatever it might be it's just going to lead to downtown uh, returning to what it was at some And point. it's going to lead to uh, an awful lot of people who have been uh, bitching and moaning all along. And those of us who have tried to say, hey, wait, no, streetscape will right. come and everything will be good. They're getting all the underground work done right. before they close it off. If if the next thing you know, they're yeah. just going to be a mess. Yeah, 100%. I want to at least get that on the record. All right, John, good talking Thanks, to you. Let's swing over to the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Bob Westfall is here. Good morning, Bob. And... Happy end of September to you, sir. Oh, happy end of September to you too, sir. That's, uh, How's it going? Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a little depressed about September ending because now I can't even begin to pretend to hold on to summer. Now it's just it's just gone. October is here as of uh, what Sunday and but uh, but but, but the but the weather's going to be nice. The weather's going to be all close to summery, or at least late late uh, late summery. Uh, so, so weather's not bad, but no, just, not at all. Passing that date, passing September is kind of like, jeez. Oh, that's, that's the way my mind works. But then again, you know, my mind sometimes gets a little crazy. Amen. I mean, yeah, sometimes it happens that way. <laughs> no, but just remember, you're just uh, you're just closer to the next spring. I that's well. See, also you have to understand this. At my age, you always hope you're closer to the next spring. <laughs> but yes, I think. I don't even. I don't even think about it. I don't either. I, I'm I'm looking forward to the next the next spring and the next one and the next one. Maybe no more, but go. that's at least that's what I'm looking forward to. What you got today? Good stuff? All right. A few things working on. Diane, uh, Diana Feinstein, uh, California senator, yeah. uh, has passed away. Just saw that. Uh, John just sent out a push notification. Uh, we'll be following up with our local senators uh, in the area to get some reaction on that. Uh, passed away. She was 90. Uh, I think she's uh, almost three decades in the United States Senate. So I remember when, uh, when she took the position. She was mayor in uh, San Francisco at the time. Uh, quite a progressive uh, uh, a leader, and so uh, we'll see what people have to say. I know toward the end there, a lot of people were uh, questioning her fitness. So, but we're going to follow up on that today to see what else we've got when it comes to uh, her legacy. And that's a sad thing, you know. She was a liberal lion and a powerful, powerful woman out of California uh, for a long period of time. Uh, but by the end, she was—I hate to say this—she was almost pathetic in the very end. I mean, there were a couple of hearings that we saw some bits and pieces from where she didn't really didn't even know what seemed to know what she was doing and it's just it's just sad to see someone who had at their height was such a powerful person uh fall prey to frankly age you know right and, and I always say that I thought this is uh John Paul uh the second um you know nobody a lot of the younger people aren't to see him at the end of his career when he was ready when he just before he passed yeah. as a frail, weak man. I know what he was thinking. He wanted to show that you know you don't stop as you get older, but 
you know, this was a this was a man that fought the Nazis and stuff like that. And right. Nobody really remembers that story. So again, like she was a, she was a lion out of California. So uh, kind of kind of diminishes maybe a little bit. Uh, what else are you working on? So. Uh, we've got National Recovery Month is coming to an end, so we talked to Sheila Moran with uh, uh, the 988 hotline, uh, with, uh, and one of uh, one of the people that work for the hotline who is uh, recovering from a drug addiction. So we're going to put that together, just reminding uh, how important it is to, uh, to to work on getting the recovery, get the help you need, and where you can find that. Uh, Angel Walk, the fundraiser for St. Mike's is this morning. I love, always love going over there, talk to kids. Uh, so we'll talk about that. And uh, Marvin Six uh, with the BDC up in Hancock County, Brook County, is now has announced his retirement. Uh, so we've worked for Marvin for a few years since uh, Pat Ford uh, moved on, uh, but he is, have, has announced his retirement. So we've got that. And, of course, we've got uh, high school football, I think, uh, week seven Ohio, week six in West Virginia. So we're just trucking right along. All right, Bob, I appreciate it. People can look for things at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com. Use your Storm Tracker 7 app or your news app on your smartphone or tablets and set it for push notifications, and you will know, for example, when Diane Feinstein passes away because uh, that would have come out via a push notification. All right, sir, have yourself a great weekend. I'll meet you in October. All right, man, we'll see you uh, in the uh, Halloween there, there you go. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Bob, a real quick rundown. We have a huge weekend of sports activity. We should probably talk about that. It begins today at noon with our friends from the Pine Room. The Pine Room uh, boys will be on live from Gumby's from noon to 3, brought to you by Gumby's and Jill's Gentleman's Club. Please stop by, visit them, take advantage of discounts, specials, deals, or don't. Just stop by and say hello to the guys. Honk your horn if you're passing by. Absolutely. Uh, like Howard said, they'll be right there on 40, right in front of Gumby's in Elm Grove. Special thanks to Gumby's and Jill's Gentleman's Club. Uh, Matt Jones, pre-owned auto walkthrough. Come, pre-owned auto. Yeah, I said auto. You today. got it, Howard. Got it. Pre-owned auto walkthrough uh, picks up after that, 3 to 5, right here from the studios. And we have uh, the whole gang is here, Jerry and Scott and uh, Brett and uh, Coach Heinerman. Everybody is here uh, previewing the weekend activity. And then games tonight. It's not our usual Friday night games. Those are tomorrow. But tonight we have a couple of games. A game. One game. A One game. big game, a game. Uh, taking place up at West Liberty University. Can't make it up there? No problem. You can catch the game here on the Watch Dog Network. Kickoff at 7 o'clock. Steubenville and Lindsley. Tomorrow morning, as always, lots of sports for you on the Saturday morning sports programming here at the Watchdog Radio Network. We start right off with of the Ohio News Sports Magazine, Metro News Scoreboard, uh, Chris Lawrence and West Virginia Outdoors. And then the star of the show is right here across from me, one of the stars. Of the I show. am not the star. One Bear of the stars is the, the star. Show. But, man, those guys are good. Bear's out in Columbus. I'll be here in Wheeling. Good old boys on sports. From 8 to 9 with Bear and Bob. Uh, and then follow that up with the Saturday morning sports huddle. Uh, Doc Georges and his gang will all be around. And uh, that'll be going on. And then uh, we're not done yet because uh, – They'll wrap up around about 10.30 or so, and we head off to yet another uh, Central. basketball game. Central. Yeah, Central on WKKX. John Marshall kick off at noon. They're on WVLY, and then we're not over because we have Mountaineer football. And uh, kickoff, uh, kickoff's in the evening, but uh, broadcast time around 5 o'clock. So big weekend here. Remember, I told you earlier, we have 15 employees, all of whom are working covering sports for you one way or another here at this radio station, and you don't see that much anywhere in the country that kind of commitment we're out of here uh, we're september is out of here for us we'll meet you in october on monday
97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. From 